Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. And uh, we're coming at you live. Not live. Live to tape. Live to tape. I wonder if anybody out there has ever put a podcast on cassette. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure like uh, some hipster bullshit. How come no one, have people done like a limited edition vinyl box set? Oh, a thousand percent. You know, I don't know. I'm asking. It has to to exist. Should we do that? No. I don't really think this audience wants to listen to this show on vinyl. Wow. You don't know that. Well, I feel like I know the audience (laughs) a little bit. Audience, let us know. Don't. Oh, okay. What if they were like, everyone was like, yes. <laughs> and then we, we were like, Get Ooh. it done. And then we we're like, how? Okay, now what? Um. Yeah. Well, we'd have to be like, oh. We have to call Jack White. Yeah. Hey, Jack, can you make a limited edition pressing of our podcast? And he'd be like, I'd love to. I'd be like, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna compose your new theme song. Wow! 
And Thanks, I'd be like, Jack White. okay, cool. Even though you treated Karen Elson so badly. And he's very pale. And you're very pale. You kind of look like a vampire. Well, he looks like Henry at the park. <laughs> because he won't rub in his sunscreen. Correct. We took Henry to a playground today um, that had very big slides, tunnel slides. Huge slides. Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that um, it? Is that all we did? All right. We'll see you guys. <laughs> well, you know, one thing we did is we managed to get the form to discard our the rest of our embryos notarized and sent over to CFP. Oh, it was a momentous day at Bank of America. <laughs> you know, the last time we had to get something notarized, we went to UPS, which charges, I think, like $15 per signature. And we ended up paying them like over $100. Yeah, because there was a lot of signatures. There, there were a lot of signatures. signatures. And then I like see online that at Bank of America, you can get stuff notarized for free. Yeah, well, I mean... In fairness, notaries, that's the, that's the most they can charge is $15. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Is that in California or just in general? I think that's in, in the country. Hmm. I bet if you're a mobile notary, though, you can charge no. like, extra for the service. No. No. Really? I swear. So if I got a mobile notary to come to my house, they could, I could, they could only charge me $15? Yes. Huh. But then you could like tip them, I guess. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. You know so much about notaries. Well, my friend Kristen is a notary. I don't know. We still don't know why she decided to. Your friend Kristen is a notary. Yes. How come she didn't notarize her? She notarized. Well, she's busy. Goldberg's is back thing and she's the prop master now. So. Well, I mean, I think notarizing our CFP form should take priority. She notarized my DGA application. Oh, that's convenient. At, uh. Where'd we go? A coffee bean. Oh. It was very funny. She showed up in a pantsuit <laughs> with a briefcase. <laughs> and her like stamp. Oh yeah. The whole thing. I mean, I have contemplated becoming a notary just to be a notary. Feels like something I think you would really get along with. I kind of feel like I should. You know, the stamping. Yeah. The official seal. Yeah. I like the, I, I think you like a, a. Having to record everything in your notary book by hand. What is it? What am I trying to say? You like a uh, ritual? Yeah, but it's something else. Ceremony? You like, yeah, you like the pomp and circumstance <laughs> yes. of things. <laughs> yes, I do. So, so all right, that's it. I'm becoming a notary. I mean, you can't just do it. I think you got to take some. I have to take a course. You got to take some time. I probably have to pay a fee. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably have to get it notarized. And then you're going to have to make $15. Per, per signature signature i guess see it's that's the sneaky thing though it's not just per document it's per signature i think it should be per uh, i don't know whatever because i re- no, i remember this clearly because it was something that you and i both had to sign and they charged us 15 dollars for each signature i mean that's the beauty of a ups store Anyway, we went to Bank of America. The guy was very nice. He, yep, we had to wait a long time. We had to wait a long time. Someone was ahead of us for the notary service. Oh, yes, she was. And she took a very long time. I don't know. I'll call her Dale. I mean, maybe she was getting like her will notarized. Wow, that is that is ageist. <laughs> she was very old. That is ageist. <laughs> um, maybe she was discarding her embryos. Maybe. Finally. Yeah. Her clinic is like, hello, Gail. It's been 40 years. Um, 
that yeah i mean that was it was weird though to like be signing that away yeah and dory had the paper folded in quarters in her bag like <laughs> it was very strange why was that weird i was Cause just... it's like weird to notarize something that's folded not tri-folded like a letter i mean i don't think it it was like i was signing um homework it was like you were so like I was like I weirded out I was by like, that. This this gentleman has to stamp this officially, and it is so wrinkled. <laughs> I, was I mean, like, as someone who wants to be a notary, I feel like you didn't respect it as much as um, I do. Um, this is where we differ. Yeah, I, I, don't I get it. I'm an equal opportunity notary. I don't. I don't. I don't care. You for can it. bring me your document in. I mean, as long as it's legible. You can bring me any kind of document, wow. and I will notarize it. That is weird. Well, I, that's why I'm becoming the notary, not you, because you would turn people away. You'd be like, I'd You're... Be like "Can we print out a new fresh copy for you?" Yeah. Well, you asked him. That's twenty three dollars. Yeah, you asked him if he could fax something for us, and he said, "No, we only have an internal fax." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Great. What's next?" Because uh, we had to fax something else. We're really having a. <laughs> We were having a real like old technology day. Yeah, like we very... had to get something notarized and then we had to fax something. <laughs> like we were in 1982. <laughs> I mean, at least we didn't have to like send a telegram. No. Uh, Can you still send a telegram? I, I, I see Western unions. I yeah, but I think they they're mostly used for money just now. money now, but... But you could potentially. I assume you could send a telegram. Hmm. I don't know why you would want to. I don't either. But that's what I'm wondering. Can you even do it anymore? Does anyone know how to do it anymore? Do those communication lines still exist? <sighs> do you remember telexes? They were sort of a precursor to the facts. Uh, no. They were like a combination there was sort of like an like a, like a intermediate between the telegram and the fax. Mm -hmm. My grandfather had a telex machine in his office in the eighties. What was its purpose? Send messages to whom? Other people with that machine. Yes. So it was like a giant BlackBerry. Yeah, but it was like yeah, kind of. I guess <laughs> it's a giant BlackBerry attached to the wall. <laughs> I don't think it was attached to the wall. I feel like I feel like in form. Now, I don't remember this super clearly because I think I was like five, but I recall it being like a bigger fax machine vibe. Yeah, well, it's plugged into the wall. Yes, yeah, plugged into the wall. I thought you meant like attached. No, to the not wall. like a built-in. No. Not like yeah, a built-in for my Telefax. It was not a built-in. Um, so anyway, that was that was what we did. It was, but it did feel like, you know, we were kind of closing the the book on on an era of California Fertility Partners. Yeah. It's kind of weird to process. Yeah. Especially now that we're doing this podcast. Hmm. I scratched my mustache. Yeah. Gross. Um I don't know. Have you I have you processed it? No, I haven't. No. Okay. Have you? Sort of. <laughs> I've like thought about it. Well, I mean, I thought about it at the Bank of America just cuz it was like such a weird place to be. And also, like, I wonder what he was going through his mind as he's, like, reading this document. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, <laughs> sad. It's like, oh, this is a sad document. Usually I just do wills. 
I mean, but that's the thing about being a notary. You have to just, you can't really show your your reaction to someone's document because you could be notarizing. Sure. You got to just keep a stoic face. Exactly. Uh, do you think that there would be any, uh, like if you ever did like a Forever 35 weekend or something like that? And you became a notary. You should set up a booth. Oh, I totally would. Bring your notary. <laughs> I'd be like, if you need anything notarized, Come I will do it. I'll do it for free. Whoa. Yeah. What a bargain. That would be a perk as part of the weekend. I see. Well, that should be in like the top tier package. Well, ex- yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you get if you get the like VIP package, you get free notary services. Bring whatever you need notarized. Uh, I should start hosting VIP weekends for people. I have nothing else to do. (laughs) Well, what am I going to do this week? I mean, do you want to tell people why you're talking about this? Well, guys, Andy is going back to work. So our podcast scheduling is no longer going to be what it was, which was during the day, during the week, because we were both happily unemployed. Um, So then I was like, oh, my God, that opened up my whole... My whole week has opened up. And uh, yeah, I don't know. And I was like, it, I've kind of tricked myself into thinking I wasn't as much of a hermit as I am because I would, you know, three or four days a week, I would Zoom with Andy for two and a half hours. So I felt like I was talking to a person that wasn't inside the house, um, which was handy. And now that that's not there, I'm like, well, wait a second. What am I going to do? during the day i got all this time i better figure something out so i'm gonna figure something out everybody we're gonna we're gonna put my head together (laughs) (laughs) and come up with the whatever it is my career will become who knows sky's the limit Should we should we tell listeners about our little our little Patreon plan or should we hold off? Oh, speaking of podcasts, Dory has a plan and we're going to do it. Bake Off's coming back. So, in the Patreon, we're going to pump out a podcast about Bake Off every single week. No. You know what we did not discuss? Is this going to be a $5 level or a $10 level thing? I mean, I don't know. I feel like the 10s have been getting the shaft for so long. I kind of feel like it should be a 10. I mean, this is a lot of content we're going to be pumping out. Look. It's not a long season. You're going to have to pay us for maybe two, three months. And then hopefully you forget that we're charging. (laughs) That's how subscriptions work. Um, No, but seriously, I've been wanting, I mean, we've, I feel like we've sort of like joked about this in the past. People have asked for People have asked for it. You know, some seasons we thought about it, but like didn't have time. And now we have time. I mean, not really, because it just has to fold into our Sunday. Just because you want to get it out, like, as soon as you can. Yeah, but doesn't it, 
Doesn't it drop here on Fridays? I thought it was Saturdays. No, I think it's Fridays. Oh, we just watch it on Saturdays. Yeah. I see. I think. Okay. But we, then still. We'd watch it on Friday. We could record it usually Friday night. Not like we usually go anywhere. Or we're, we're thinking about the logistics of this, everybody. <laughs> Live on the show. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Classic us. Um, anyway, so we're going to do that. And the the release date of Bake Off hasn't been officially announced, but everyone is saying that it is going to start uh, like the week of September 12th. That's the rumor. I, that sounds pretty wild that they haven't announced that it's coming back. They released a, a, a teaser, I think. Oh, okay. Um, uh, there's some there. They don't need the publicity. Yeah. It's fine. So we're going to do that. So if you want to listen to our Bake Off recap pod. Oh, and Star Trek people who might be listening to this also before we get to the final plug for the excellent Patreon. Don't worry. Same, you're getting the same amount of podcasts. We're just recording them, not during the day, during the week. Right. Um. You can sign up for that at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. Uh, I think we uh, I think we are going to keep this a $10 level perk. That's my wife's plan, and uh, I support her. So, Although, so support you us. know what? I'm revising that. What do you mean? We're going to do the first one for everyone. For, we're going to do the first one for the 5 and $10 level people, and everyone else oh, will be so for $10. Oh, so then if you don't like it, then you don't have to buy it. Yeah, but if you do like it, come on, join us at the come 10. on, join us. You'll also get the other two bonus episodes that month. Yeah, and so, the whole back catalog. Six episodes that in September or whatever. Not really in September, but definitely six episodes in, in October. October. Yeah. So yeah, patreon.com slash excellent adventure. All right, that's my job now. Please, please support the show. <laughs> Um, and before we take a break, I do just want to remind everyone that you can email us, Matt at gmail, mattanddory gmail. Thank you to everyone who emailed us this week. I do appreciate that when we, when we put out a call for emails, people do step up. Yeah, I think they just don't want the show to go away. So yeah. like, I better keep the show going. Um, and and you, they do. And they do. And you can call or text us at 413-461-BABY. All right, now we're going to take a break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including 
the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, we're back. Hello. Thanks, thanks everybody, for being here still. Glad to see so many of you have already signed up for Patreon. <laughs> wow. Wow, look at that. Oh, I, I need the thing for the voicemails. I see. We are professional podcasters, everybody. Um, we got we got another update from Ramekin Queer. You know, they disappeared for like two years. I'd like to say that like professional podcasters, when you hear them, there's usually a producer. If not more than one. And this here is a mom and pop operation, literally. Yeah. Anyway. On that note, Ramekin Queer, we're glad you're back. You were gone for a while. I enjoy hearing from you every week. Please keep calling in. Okay, here we go. Hello, Matt and Dory. It is I, the Ramekin Queer, here with iconic Ramekin information. Um, Matt, such valuable questions here. So this go-round, I was like, let's speed this process up a little bit and do less arduous ramekining. So I contacted my favorite local RE um, and shout out to Atlantic Reproductive Medicine in the Triangle of North Carolina. And so Dr. Copeland and I worked out a protocol wherein um, I do a letrozole cycle with all the monitoring and blah, 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 and the ovulation, and then I do an optical shock. Um, so that I only have to do ramekin time like once or twice and feel good about the timing, assuming this would speed things up. It has not. Um, unfortunately, I think my eggs are just kind of meh because ramekin guy has produced like five pregnancies. So I don't think it's a ramekin issue. Um, so I not the container? that whole protocol and then... We did like the histo 
where they mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, flushed the tubes like a carburetor, um, did that thing. Everything was regular. Uh, so, I don't know. We may be getting ready to shift up in gears, which sounds unpleasant, but I feel very prepared because of this podcast, if that's what needs to happen. Um, but so I would say in total, we have probably filled maybe, what would I say, 20, 22 ramekins with sperm this go-round. The way it works is they live about 15 minutes away, and I text him, and I'm like, hey, uh, when can I come by for some sperm? And he's like, oh, well, my mom's coming over at some point, so like a while before that, and or whatever, like I'm working at one. And then I so go over there with a fanny pack with a deep cup and a baby medicine syringe in it. The really good orange kind, yeah. not the Miracle Syringe, uh-huh. which is my favorite baby medicine syringe. So as I say, for Ram Kid, kid number one, who you can hear in the background, and not like the cheap ones that come with your Tylenol. You know, like the good ones. Uh, and then I hand him the syringe, and he pulls a Ramkin out of his cupboard. And goes in his room, and I hang out with my best friend, with whom he is partnered. And then a while later, he emerges with a ramekin that he cleans in the sink and hands me a syringe full of sperm. And then <laughs> I go into either the bathroom or my friend's room with um, that their syringe oh, right and there. my diva cup, and I think you can put together the rest. So, so yeah, I do go for fresh. only in the ramekin. ramekin of loose sperm. For a very short period of time. They ran out of time. Yeah. No, but like that was a lot of information. Yes. Did that help you kind of envision the process yeah, better? Yeah, in my mind, it's like put it in a ramekin, then take the ramekin home. Right. And deal with it. Right. Which is not actually. But this thing doesn't even make it out of the bathroom or the room with a, in the ramekin. <sighs> Correct. I see. That makes more sense now. It does make more sense. Thank you, ramekin queer. <sighs> Always, always helpful to hear from you. Okay. We have this email from Amy, and Amy has a dilemma that she needs our help with. Hey, Dory and Matt. I'm emailing because the idea of calling and listening to my voice possibly talk back at me is scary. How do you think we feel? Um, I'm behind on episodes, so hopefully this lands in the right spot. Husband and I met in 2006, married in 2009, first pregnancy, 2012, lost that bean at eight weeks, healthy baby girl in January, 2015. I delivered my second daughter, stillborn in November, 2016, two more miscarriages at six and eight weeks. Oh my God. Then comes 2020, super surprised to get pregnant and it sticks. I thought with all the stresses of pandemic, job losses, moving back in with my parents, et cetera, et cetera, they were a goner. Baby boy born at 36 weeks on Christmas Eve. Now for the problem I'm having. My husband agreed to get snipped after number two. Now he's saying he doesn't want to make any rash decisions and he thinks he wants another baby. What? I'm 98% firmly in the done column. My last pregnancy was high risk. Gestational diabetes. Frank breach baby born by sunroof extraction. Uh Uh-huh. I'm 34, he's 39, neither of us considered, quote, healthy. He's a truck driver and gone a lot. He's usually home on Fridays and gone Monday before everyone wakes up. I've told him I've done. His main excuse is he doesn't, quote, want me to change my mind and hate him later. He has depression and anxiety that he's really in deep right now, so I feel I can't push him hard on it or he'll shut down. He's working with a doctor and is finally getting back on his meds after being off them for nearly a year. I've explained I can't take any more losses 
And my greatest fear is leaving my children if I have to go through another C-section. With Roe v. Wade being overturned, I'm even more scared because we're in Alabama. We've talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. While we do use protection slash take precautions, I'm terrified. I know even then some vasectomies don't take. I feel like he needs to get his meds straight before we discuss this at length again, looking for any advice on talking to him in a way that will make him understand my fears. Do I just wait it out until he's medicated and try again? Just start therapy together. Please and thank you for sending out any sort of signal. Our stats, renting my childhood home from my mother after she wanted to downsize. 3,000-ish square feet in Alabama, four TVs in the house. I only know the size of the 72-inch because I helped mount it. Two computers we also use to stream slash game. So six screens altogether, I suppose, maybe two hot dogs this year. Thank you for your statistics. I appreciate it. 72 inches, good-sized television. Now to this other stuff. This is... I don't know. This is like bat shit to me in in a, a number of different ways but like mostly it's like the whole like uh the, the whole fake excuse of want to me to change my mind and hate him later mm-hmm. like that's his worry yeah that doesn't sound like his worry i mean the anxiety and the depression i mean he might be just scared of the outpatient surgery yeah and doesn't want to say that out loud i yes i think i mean i don't know how much like waiting till he's medicated when the fuck is that i think starting therapy together would be a good first step talking yeah with a with a third party yeah excellent first step that would be my suggestion um But, I mean, that's just, like, I don't know. It's just not fair to you. Yeah. Like, you have to risk your life because he doesn't want to fucking go get a snip? That's ridiculous. Anyway. And that's that on that. I mean, I think it's ridiculous. I really do. I just think, you know, considering what you've been through. Totally. And the considering our current dystopian reality. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, I would say, yes, therapy together. That sounds great. And then a discussion. And also, hopefully, he gets his all his meds sorted out again. Yeah, there's just, there's, there's, there's a like lot. There's like so many. Yeah, there's so many layers Red flag, to red this. flag, yeah. red flag, red flag. <laughs> I want a green light, guys, and that's therapy. Yeah. What? Mm, okay. <laughs> Didn't really make any sense. No. But it was, yeah, there was a lot of twists and turns in there, and it was quite an ordeal, and uh, there's no great answer. Except you guys need to have a discussion. Yeah. All right. On a totally different note, this is from Emily who says, I paused the pod to write in about cord blood donation because I had looked into it a couple years ago when I was pregnant with science baby number one. Unfortunately, we were not able to donate because the hospital where I delivered does not partner with a public cord blood bank. I'm providing a link to the Be The Match website below so that listeners can check their own hospital. Mm. Thank you for continuing this podcast. It is such a wonderful resource for this community. And that is Emily from Chicago in a 3,200 square foot house 
with a husband, a 12 year old, a 21 month old science baby and a and seven week old science and a seven week old science wow. baby. Too many hot dogs to count. The husband and 12 year old are big fans mm. with a 65 inch and 55 inch TV. My husband installs home theaters, so he would go bigger if we had the space on either of those walls. I admire his restraint. 65 and 55. You got the space. He's, he's going to have a, just set up a projector. Take some shit down from the walls that you don't need. You got some sconces in weird places? Remove them. <laughs> um, 3,200 square feet and you're telling me the biggest wall is 65-inch television size? This is bullshit. <laughs> Your husband needs to get on this. Oh, you, go, you guys go 110 inches easy. 4K projector. Throw it up in the back. Okay. Okay. Um, this is from Rhiannon, who writes, Dear Doreen Matt, I've just started my first IVF cycle and I'm working my way back through your back catalog in tandem with listening to new episodes as soon as they're released. It's wonderful to flip between the two worlds, one in which there's anxiety, disappointment, and a little hope, and the one that contains Henry. Currently up to 2018, so I'm looking forward to discovering whether the frozen boy embryo is a proto-Henry or whether you had to create more embryos. However, I was heartbroken for you for your recent bad outcome. This game sucks, and I'm sorry. Huge thank you for all your years of hard work and humility with this podcast. It's keeping me informed and relatively rational. Okay, so three main points to make in this rambling email. Matt, I really empathize with past Matt, who had to address his BMI and binge eating back in 2018. I had to work on my eating disorder before I could begin IVF. I had anorexia and my BMI was too low. And I understand the difficulty in trying to tackle eating issues on top of the stress of infertility and, quote, ticking clocks. I'm 37. Fortunately, I did it. Finally got to a healthy weight in 2022 after 15 years of being underweight and seemingly went straight from the frying pan to the fire, as now I'm here in the IVF circus. Woo. Welcome. Two, anyone else's protocol involved daily rectal progesterone after egg retrieval? Ooh. I can do all the injections in the world, but the prospect of suppositories is horrifying me. I can't believe no one else has mentioned it. Uh, am I just terribly British? Are rectal suppositories a common method for medicine administration in other parts of the world? I mean, they might have just handed you a suppository, not telling you which end it goes in. <laughs> I mean, I did vaginal <laughs> suppositories. Right? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, you sa you're saying she's just assuming that they're rectal? Uh -huh. I'm saying, well, there's some disconnect here. Yeah, I mean... Because there's no reason to shove progesterone up your ass. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's worth asking your doctor. I 100% agree. Because, like, the idea of the rectal suppository is for it to get in the bloodstream quicker anyway, uh, which your vagina, thankfully, uh, accomplishes better. Dory, I know you're a Great British Bake Off fan. Whoa. Nice. And I'm wondering if you've ever seen Great British Sewing Bee... Same format, but for making clothing. I keep meaning to write into oh. Forever 35 and ask you and Kate if you can get Sewing Bee in the States. Wishing you all the best, Rhiannon, in ye old Warwick, Eng <laughs> England. House of unknown footprint occupied by one husband and me. No pets, but garden residents include hedgehogs and frogs. 50-inch <laughs> TV for all that Sewing Bee action. No hot dogs since the 90s. See above re-anorexia. Ha ha. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. It's good to have a sense of humor about it now. Um, Rhiannon, thank you for this. I have not seen Great British Sewing Bee. Uh, I have not successfully addressed my eating disorders. So there we are. But I keep trying. And that's the point. As long as we're all keeping at it. Um, 
And best of luck with the IVF. Yep. And go talk to that doctor about your ass. <laughs> All right. Um, Anonymous writes, I'm trying to conceive, received my carrier screening test results. I am a carrier of SMA, which is spinal muscular atrophy. Partner will get tested. Mm. Wondering if any listeners have experienced this and what they ended up doing. I'm nervous. Partner will test positive too. Thanks for all y'all do. I think the beauty of genetic screenings is uh, you rarely find the same things in both partners. Especially if it's something like that, which sounds, you know fairly rare i mean i'm a carrier for cystic fibrosis you're jewish okay but then two jewish people have much a much higher two ashkenazi jewish people have a much higher chance of both being carriers so there is oh i'm familiar so there is a risk but i'm just saying i was a carrier for cystic fibrosis matt was not so it was like we didn't have to worry about it um i mean this I would love to hear other people's experiences where both partners tested as carriers for something um, because it's really, it's, it kind of feels like a don't borrow trouble situation. Like until you get your partner's mm. test results. You know, that is a phrase that we all should really take in a little bit more often. Are you referring to yourself? I'm referring to myself and other people who are listening to the show. Don't borrow trouble. Don't borrow trouble. I mean, that's also kind of like, put your head in the sand a little bit, but. it's. I don't think it's put your head in the sand. I think it's. Not projecting doom, which yeah, I'm really I think good it's, at. I think it's not trying to consider every possible horrible scenario and playing it out. Mm. Because there are things that it's like, well, you might not have to worry about this. So like. This is a thing where it's it's not worth the stress for you to worry about it right. now. No, I mean conceptually, it's a beautiful thought. Yeah. Um. All right, we Should are we... going. We're going to read one more email, and then we're going to take. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Um. All right. This is from anonymous. My husband and I are one of those couples who hadn't decided to have kids yet, but still listen to your podcast. Um, it's been exciting to hear Henry grow up right behind the mic. It's also been a joy to hear you and Matt develop as parents. Thank you for all the content you provide us on a weekly basis. Recently, I visited my primary care doctor who had several tests performed to help me determine why I'm having such awful periods. I usually have severe bleeding, diarrhea, intense cramps, sometimes can't get out of bed, extreme nausea, and sometimes vomiting. After a transvaginal ultrasound was conducted, they found I have a thickened uterine lining. I don't know what this means yet since I am going to be seeing the gynecologist next month but wanted to reach out to the listeners to see what this could possibly be. Is it that I won't be able to have kids? Does it mean it possibly could be something else medically wrong with me? I'm going to say no, followed by maybe. I guess I'm sending the thick uterine lining signal to see what the outcome for other women has been. I tried Googling it and did not help at all. Never does. Wanted instances of women who have been through it before. Thanks so much. All right. Don't you want a wall lining? Don't you want a good lining? Yeah, but I think if it's too thick. Uh Uh-huh especially when you're not like trying to get pregnant. Right. That could signal um, other issues. Mm, interesting. And if you have, if your periods are this severe every month, there is often something else going on. Look, I'm no doctor, but this is what I've learned from Facebook groups. Mm. Um, okay. We're going to take a break. Okay. We'll be right back. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okie dokie, we're back. Hello. All right. We're going to hear a voicemail. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Leslie. I've emailed before. Um, I just wanted to ask what other teachers have done when it comes to taking time off after having baby. I'm in the thick of going through HR paperwork, and it's brutal. I feel like you need a lawyer, and I'm very confusing. I called today. Some of it seems like if I have saved time off, and any paid time off or sick days left, I have to take those before I take uh, FMLA to get through 12 weeks. This is in Virginia, by the way. No idea state by state how this works. I can't tell if that's a normal thing, if I'm understanding it correctly. This is after a phone call. It like, sounds like an American HR thing. HR benefits department this is after reaching out to other coworkers. This is after reaching out and going through the documents with my husband. Any other teachers' advice? Just trying to figure out, making sure I'm making the best choices. But I, am I supposed to have six weeks left after my paid time off that I have to pay for myself? I'm just confused. Putting it out there for any eggheads who are teachers, any advice? Again, this is Leslie in Virginia. No hot dogs. This year, my husband likes them, though. He's probably had three so far this year. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Uh, first of all, thanks for being a teacher. The noble, the noblest of professions as of late. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, look, it's the hoops that are... <sighs> they make it hard it's so deliberately stupid it really is just mm-hmm. this it's the it's just a fucking bunch of people who have never been mothers making laws about mothers yeah pretty much anyway uh but that being said we have a wide reach I'm sure we have some Virginia listeners and hopefully we have some teachers out there who have been through this and can give some advice. Indeed. But like, I would say, look at whatever you've been told and whatever is the, makes the least amount of sense and is the most costly to you is the one I, that's cause that's the fucking way it works. Ugh, it's so true. And so depressing. Anyway, hopefully I'm wrong, and uh, someone is going to be a much more helpful. Thank you, Lisa. All right. Um, we got another email from Ellis, who is 
um, happy that we are continuing the show and also says, I don't, I hope you don't mind me saying that I'm finding it a little strange adapting to the silence at the beginning and end of the show now that there's no music. <laughs> me too. Whilst I totally get why you had to take it down, it's a shame you don't know a talented man who played the guitar that could put together a unique five to, sen- five to ten second jingle just for the show. We don't know anybody like that here. Hmm, really? Hmm? You don't know anyone? No. No one who like collects guitars, who plays all Collectors, the time? Collectors, sure. Players, like, I don't know. I mean, I think they make a good point. You could. Write, I mean, the problem is, I just can't. Something. I can't. I can't. I can't sing like Buddy Holly. You don't need to sing anything. You could just mm. play some music. I mean, I guess I don't know. I could also like do some sort of slap echoey kind of thing, like Buddy Holly, a sound alike. Mm, interesting thought. Continue. <laughs> Uh, they also say I'm from the UK and here it's only a hot dog when it's in a bun. None of this cut up in mac and cheese stuff. When it's cut up, then it's just a sausage. Yeah, cut up hot dog ceases to become a hot dog. Not too sure how many I've had this year, but I've had four this week for reference. What? Wow. It's amazing. Thanks for everything you guys do. You've got me through more than you'll ever know. Love from Ellis. And Ellis is in Norwich, uh, east of England. I live in a three-bed, two-bath house. I have no idea about footage, but I'll work on that. Just me and my partner for now with our two crazy Bengal cats. They're definitely more like dogs as they love water uh, and play fetch. Wow. Uh, Norwich, in the east of England. I, I, I really would like to move to the north of England. Really? Yeah, I feel like the weather's so much better there. They had some hot days this year. And that's probably a trend that's going to continue until the earth boils. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I'm told this week is not going to be a pleasant week here in Los Angeles, California, as far as weather is concerned. Yes, it's supposed to be hot. Dori Shafrir has reported this from her weather corner. I have. Whereas I wake up each day and like to just be surprised by the weather. <laughs> um, all right. The last Oop. couple of days I've been like, this is, it's fucking humid out. Yes, and it's then I go, oh, Alexa, what's the humidity? And she said 86%. And I was like, what? Yeah. Today mm-hmm. it was 70 something. It's been quite humid. I sweat real fast when it's humid. Yes. Yeah, like same. the dry heat. Same. Not as sweaty. Mm-hmm. I've already changed a t-shirt once today. Well, you were playing golf in the backyard. Like you were hitting balls. It wasn't like you were just sitting around. Yeah, but I was like hitting t-shirt. I was hitting balls whenever Henry would let me, which means one every twelve Henry shots. So mm. it wasn't like that extraneous, you know? He's like sure. he's like, I'm gonna hit two more. And then he hits the two more and goes, just one more, Dito. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now Dita's turn. <laughs> oh, gosh. I want to hit three more. Henry. Okay, that didn't read, so I'm going to hit three more. Anyway, it's a lot of fun. <sighs> All right. Um, we are going to play a voicemail from Rory. McElroy? No. No. Oh. Hey, Matt and Dory. Uh, This is Rory from Melbourne. 
I wrote in around March this year, and my email was read out on episode 372. Uh, I was at that point up to episode 14, and I was listening <laughs> to learn more about IVF because I was a 30-year-old bloke who didn't necessarily want to have kids, and so I wanted to uh, learn more about the struggles that people go through to have kids. Well, um, I'm officially all caught up. Oh, my God. Yes! Yeah, baby. So um, <laughs> I thought I would uh, send a voice message just to see, you know, just to tell you about some of my observations about what I've listened to, you know, over the last few months and last six years of your podcast and maybe Don't send out a signal me. of my own. So first of all, Dory desperately – so this, this, is my, this is my learnings. Dory desperately wants Matt to have an opinion on life-related things, like not the small things but the, the big things, but – Matt refuses to have an opinion, and Matt refusing to have an opinion probably annoys Dory more than any opinion he could ever have. Number two, Matt has more hobbies than a human should reasonably have, Mm -hmm. but fortunately he forgets about them faster than he can acquire them. Mm -hmm. And Dory, you might be a little pessimistic, but you make up with it with resilience and patience. Um, But you know what they say, a pessimist is just an optimist with experience. So um, that's Amen, a few of my takeaways Rory. that I have. But anyway, this signal that I want to send that's out. Very astute. I want to send out the scary uncle slash youngest child signal. So my sister has a 15-month-old daughter. Mm. She is lovely. I love her to pieces. But she's scared of me. I'm a big, loud <laughs> guy. Beard. And she's a pandemic baby. She's grown up in quiet. She doesn't go to daycare. She stays mm-hmm. at home with other my, my parents or her mum, mm-hmm. my sister. And, you know, she's just a little bit unsure about me. And it's, uh, I struggle to, like, it hurts. It annoys me. Not annoys me. I guess that's the wrong word. It's, um, like, I really want to have a relationship with my niece, but Brad she's Balls. afraid of me. So I'm finding it hard to connect with her. So, you know, what's your advice or any of the listeners' advice about, you know, getting a baby to, to, to not be as afraid of you, to be sort of closer with you? Um, that sort of thing. But also I think I'm the, I'm the youngest child and even though I'm, I'm 31 now, I'm always going to be the youngest. That's sort of how it works. Um, and, you know, sometimes I find myself being a little annoyed that, you know, we had this, you know, everything was great and then um, and then this new person came along and everything's changed and I'm finding that hard to deal with as well. Interesting. So if you guys have any opinions on that or the readers have any opinions on just, you know, adjusting to the big changes in life, uh, that would be, you know, I'd be really, really appreciative if, if I could get some advice on that. Um, my, my stats are two cats, uh, two adults, four bass guitars, a Korg keyboard with weighted keys and a double bass in nice. a two-bed, two-bath penthouse coming in at 122 meters squared, which is 1,313.2 square feet in the leafy inner suburbs of Melbourne, Australia. 20 hot dogs this year as, nice. I, as I've had a couple of colds and they're my comfort food. We have one 75-inch TV because my girlfriend is blind as a bat, a 39-inch 2K ultra-wide monitor, Beautiful. a 28-inch 4K monitor, and a Beautiful. 32-inch curved 2K monitor. Love you guys so much. Keep doing the podcast. I um, look here. Look forward to hearing what your opinions are. Thank you. Uh, let's just address the first thing that I don't have opinions on li- big life things, which is it's very accurate. I often don't. And that really does annoy my wife. She is a pessimist. I've thought this forever. She's also very resilient. But she borrows trouble. 
I have a lot of hobbies, but I also enjoy them. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we're surrounded by hobbies I don't do anymore. I still throw darts at my dartboard, you know? Mm-hmm. Guitars, great. Bikes, right there. Golf club building, no problem. Want me to fix a guitar? I can do it. I just got to clear that bench off. Anyway. Now let's get back to you and your 15-month-old niece. Uh, you know, it's hard sometimes. Kids, I, 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 The beard question was real because I found that kids either love or hate beards. Depends mm-hmm. on the kid. Especially if like her dad doesn't have, assuming she has a dad, if her dad doesn't have a beard, but you have a beard, mm-hmm. that could be very scary to her. Uh, but, you know, you're in Melbourne, so probably no beard happening there. I don't really, you know, I don't like when I think of Australians, I think of clean-shaven people. Interesting. Yeah, except hmm. for Dark Viper AU, who's got a well, he had a beard, he shaved it. But anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, so yes, yeah, so beard, I would take 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 a look at the beard situation. Uh, are you the, the dynamic has shifted a little bit, and that bothers you? It's okay. I mean, you should get over it. Because you're never going to win against a 15-month-old. So, I mean, that was kind of what I was going to say is, like, if there's one thing that I've, like, learned or am continually learning about parenting, it's that the vast majority of things you cannot take personally because these are very small humans with brains that are constantly developing. And you just can't take this shit personally. Because they don't. They certainly don't. They don't make it personal. No. And, like... He, you know, like with Henry, if I'm playing with him and Matt comes in, he like shuts the door in Matt's face. All the time. But the exact same thing is true if the reverse happens. Yes. <laughs> we talk about like who gets him out of the crib because he'll that's who he imprints on for the morning. And that's the person that will then be with him until our nanny gets here. Um. So to the extent that you can kind of try to like not give this so much power, I guess is what I'm saying. I think that will be healthier for you. And the other thing that I would say is like, just you, you have to just keep trying. Like I would yeah. just keep showing up. Be silly. Keep being there. Be silly. Kids like, I'm telling you, kids love physical comedy at that age. Um, And yeah, I think she will get over it. So just, Please understand that this is just, this is truly just a phase. Hit yourself in the head with a book and then fall down. And then, oh my God, the kid's going to think that's very funny. Hilarious. Okay. Um, Liz writes, my question is about kids' birthdays. Both of my sons, two and four, are in daycare. They get invited to a lot of birthdays. I don't mind going to them as I am an extrovert and generally enjoy these events. I hate them. But my son's birthdays are coming up this fall, and I'm trying to figure out what to do with the invitations. In the past, we have just invited my husband and my, uh, we've just invited our friends, some of whom have kids, and it's been great, like a big barbecue. But now my oldest is getting to the age where he wants to invite his friends from daycare. Problem is, I don't have the birthday budget to invite 20 kids, plus parents and potentially siblings, and then my bleeding heart doesn't want any kids to feel left out. Thoughts? Mm -hmm. Thank you for any advice. 2,000 square feet, no TV, but a big projector for movies, no hot dogs, we are brat people. So I will give you the advice that I have gleaned from 
older from moms, you know, who have older kids who are wiser to the ways of birthday parties and such. And the general consensus seems to be that you either have to go very small, like invite like three kids Mm -hmm. or you have to invite the whole class. Yeah. There's no inviting like 12 kids from the class. Right. So this isn't particularly helpful in the sense of like your child wants friends to be there other than us telling you we're sorry, but you're going to have to invite everybody. I would have it in the morning. Breakfast food is cheaper. Bagels. The like. You don't need to hire like a children's entertainer. Like No, you don't need to hire Amber Lance. Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amber Lance. Um, could you have it at a park? That way there's kind of built in, you know, entertainment for the kids. They can just go off and play. Um, yeah, Henry's second birthday was just at the park. Yeah. And we had some like it was we had, lovely. We had like we had some snacks. Some snacks. Yeah, not even that many. <laughs> and it was like you know two hours. Yeah. Come by, say hello. That was kind of it. Like you could just you could ha- kind of do the same thing that you've been doing in the past, just with kids. Like it's just you don't have to like rent out a place or you know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't have to do all that. I mean, if you feel like you do because you've been to other parties and that's what these people are doing, you don't, you don't have to, you really don't have to, you know, I would, again, I would just suggest bagels, cream cheese, um, or again, keep it super small. But I, I do think, or like when Dory read the email out loud, I thought that you were going to say you kept it really small and just invited your husband. Oh, that, that would be very, small. very funny to me. That would be very small. Um, all right. We have another birthday related question. This is from Brittany. Hi, gang. Not sure how this happened, but my daughter will be turning one in two months. What are some good gifts for an active baby who loves to climb, move, dance, etc.? Are pickler triangles worth it? What size is best for a one-year-old? Is it too soon for a Fisher-Price basketball hoop, t-ball set, golf set? I feel a little overwhelmed, especially as we are having a big celebration with family who she hasn't met yet. And that is from Brittany in 3,000 square feet with one husband, one almost one-year-old, one 16-year-old Jack Russell Terrier in South Central Kentucky, one hot dog in 2022, two TVs, 80-inch and 65-inch. Did I forget anything? No, I don't think you did. You did not. She's one. One-year-olds love playing with empty milk jugs. <laughs> like, she's one. It's not going to be a problem. You're not going to disappoint the kid, first of all. No, you're definitely not. That's uh, true. Are, is, a, is a golf set or t-ball set a little too advanced for a one-year-old? Probably. Pickler triangles were good for Henry. Henry liked them. But I think he got the most enjoyment out of the nugget. And he still plays with the nugget. Um, which is just like a, 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 a folding couch. couch made of foam. Yeah. But that said, again, I will say it again. One-year-olds will play with empty containers. And tissue boxes. They love tissue and boxes. And that is going to make their day. Like for your kid's one-year birthday, if you just gave her four boxes of Kleenex, she'd probably be good. Hmm. Just pull each one out. It's like a little magic show right in front of her face. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, if you but if you do want to get her something, I actually do have a little guide to gifts for one-year-olds in my shop my shelf thing um what is that it is a website where you can like put your recommendations like 
yeah, beauty products or but how would I find it? <coughs> oh God, I got, I got her on the technicality. <coughs> Sorry, She's coughing to death now. Um, it's shopmy.us slash Dory Shafrir. There you go. Um, and then you can scroll down and you'll see the the link to the um, gifts for one year olds. I'll also put the direct link in my um, in my in the show notes. Link in bio is what she was going to say. Yeah, she's a big interneter, you know. Yeah, totally. All right. I well, Bo going nuts out there. Yeah, why is he going nuts? Hmm. All right. This is from Valerie. My husband and I are flying into Orlando a day before a cruise coming up. We will have an entire evening to kill in Orlando. We were thinking of Disney Springs. Any suggestions? Do you think this would work? How would you spend your time? Data point. We will have a rental car and be available to do things by 4 p.m. Thanks, Valerie from Iowa. 2,000 square foot home shared with husband and three and a half year old toddler and a black lab mix named Murphy. No idea hot dog count. Maybe just leftovers from the toddler. Also do little Smokies count. If so, maybe like 50. What is a little Smokey? Like a pig in a blanket? No, like the, they're little tiny, like, yeah, they're that size dog. Uh, TV sizes, two 65 inch TVs in our living rooms and a 40 inch in the bedroom. Actually thinking of upgrading the bedroom to a 50 inch. Ooh, cool. Uh, oh, I, I'm sorry. Where was this? From Valerie. Uh, cause you're asking about Disney Springs, an entire evening to kill in Orlando. I'll tell you what I would do. Let's hear it. I would splurge for the front of the line passes at Universal and go to Universal for the night. Mm, that could be very expensive because, like, those passes are like 130 bucks a pop. Yeah, and but then you're paying admission ticket. I know. Whereas, yeah, if you're going at a di- on a day where there is a Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party at the Magic Kingdom, which I believe is sold out, but sure, they're not all sold out. I think they are. They are not. Really? No. Okay. The ones closer to Halloween are sold out. But if you had that night, because then you buy that ticket, and it's like getting in front of the line pass. Because she says at 4 p.m. Right. No, I know. It's like, I mean, it's like that, you could enter the park at 4 p.m. Yeah. With that pass. But don't you also have to buy a ticket? No. Hmm. Okay. You do if you're going to be there. I see. Like, during the day. During the day, sure. Um... I personally am not like the biggest fan of Disney, Disney Springs. Springs is a dud. It's just like it's a bunch of chain stores and not great food. Yeah. And it's kind of like wah wah. So like I I personally I would rather go to a theme park at night. I like a theme park at night. There you go. Theme park at night. I mean, and honestly, I think I don't know what it's like now, but like Universal City Walk is more entertaining to me than Disney Springs is. Thank you. All right. Last email is from Sarah. Just wanted to mention, to, just wanted to mention to Matt really quickly. I found this TikTok that you might like. I'm sorry, Dory, for mentioning this to Matt because, like me, I think you will get very much distracted and spend some time scrolling through this channel. It's called Disney Fanatics on TikTok, and it's a bunch of videos of Disney fails. I actually think they are quite funny. Love y'all, Sarah from Texas. Probably around six hot dogs this year. 54-inch TV, one person in a 571-square-foot studio. Uh, there's plenty of days available. I don't know why Dory thinks they were sold out. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the Disneyland um, Halloween Nights thing is sold out. Okay. 
I believe it. Um, well, Matt, did you hear that recommendation for you? A TikTok. First of all, I'm not on TikTok. Second of all, I don't like the algorithm. Like when people, my friend John often sends me things from his, like he sends me TikToks to look mm-hmm. at. And I'm just like, I'm always like trying to guess what he was watching prior to get this thing <laughs> recommended to him. Uh. Um, but that said, I appreciate the recommendation. Thank okay. You. All right, y'all. That just about does it for today. Just a reminder, you can support us on Patreon. You get up to two bonus episodes per month. And then whenever Bake Off starts, we're going to be recapping it on our Patreon. Recap episode. It's going to be great. Oh, you're referring to the Oogie Boogie Bash. Yes, that is what I'm referring to. Thank you. Um, and you can sign up for that at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. If you're, you know, if you're not sure, sign up at the $5 level. We will do the first episode for all of our Patreon supporters. And then you can decide if you want the rest of them. Jesus. She's correct. They're all sold out. Man, Disneyland fans are thirsty. It's bananas. Not only is it sold out, it was sold out within like a week, I think, of going on sale. I know this because I'm in some Disneyland Facebook groups now. It's fucking crazy. That's crazy. Whatever. Henry wants to be an astronaut, in case anyone's wondering. At least that was two weeks ago. But next year he wants to be a giraffe. We'll see what he we'll see what he decides this year. <laughs> um, okay, you also get thanked on the pod if you support us at the five dollar level or above. All right, thank you to the following supporters: mm-hmm. Mara Foss, Marina Breed, Martin Hedegaard Peterson, Mary Messick, Mary Myra, Mary Jo George, Maude Tremblay, Megan Nelson, Morgana Prasad, Melanie Bronbeck, Melinda Phelps, Melissa, Merrill H, Michael Roth, Michelle Salm, Mike Zytek, uh, Mike Kim and Leo, Mickey Smith. Mimi Steinberg. Molly. Mariah Adamick. Uh, Nancy Nancy Powell. Nassim Kansari. Nicola Hill. Nicholas Gidmore. Nikki Bossert. Narantha. Oshrock Kaplan. I love it. She's just a first name basis. Uh, Pamela Carpenter. Pamela Wong. Pat. Oh, she sent us an email about how to pronounce her name. (laughs) Wait, what is it? I think it's Mashevsky. Mashevsky, that sounds right. No, but I made that up just now, so like... You got to look it up. In the meantime, I thank Paul Sharp, Paula, Penny from Massachusetts, Rachel Kuzma, Rob Bean, Robert Hamilton, Robin Kilgo, Sadie Massa, Sam from Espoo, uh, Samantha, Sarah Dauberman, Sarah Dauberman again, Sarah, Sarah Friedman, Sarah. Okay, I got it. You were right. Machesky. Oh, look at me. (laughs) I don't know why I didn't come up with that while we were trying to figure that out. Uh, Sarah Swift. Thank you. Sherry Olson, Shauna Mandel. Simone Sim- Van Duwinkel. SJF. I'm sorry. SJV. Sophia F. Steph Gorlnick. Stephanie S. Steve Harcourt. Susan Gross. Susanna Perez. Tanya Lemos. Tanya K. The Byersies. The Holterman Clan. The Kembles. Tracy Jury. Tyler Rosewood. Vanessa Ferguson. Virginia McFeely. Wendy Fick. Whitney Hoffman. And Zoe Lawrence. Thanks, Thanks. so much, everyone. See ya next week. Bye. Bye.